welcome to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name's Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, we're on the back on the winner's list, which is uh, fantastic, of course. But it's more about that last quarter. Uh, just left me buzzing, mate. Uh, it's been a long time since we've you know, had that much dominance in a quarter. And, uh, you know, even referred to, I think, back in 2012 was the last time we kicked eight goals in the last term. And, yeah, it was just a fantastic, uh, fantastic night, um, you know, particularly in, uh, you know, with the adversity of having five laid outs. Um, yeah, fantastic win by the boys. And, uh, yeah, not, not all the problems are solved, but, gee, it was nice to get that little top up. Yeah, absolutely. You uh, you take the wins when you get them, however you get them, and certainly it was uh, yeah, pretty exciting the fashion we did it. Um, yeah, especially against the old enemy in Hawthorne, Jane. Um, always good to get a win against them. And I tell you what, uh, as good as the boys were on the park, uh, my highlight of the game had to be Sam Mitchell's face um, <laughs> straight after the siren, <laughs> a thing of beauty. Uh, just yeah, for about five minutes, he was just sitting there as if thinking what the hell just happened um so uh yeah that was that was great to see i do have to say though jane um winning games it paints over a lot of cracks and by gee like there are a lot of cracks in our game um yeah these first three quarters mate um we played some pretty horrible footy and i don't think that should be completely forgotten you know whether we got the win or not um the win came off more or less like yes um improved effort but really one quarter where we where we really um sort of banded together and actually got um some semblance of um you know some attacking style of play going so um you know for everyone who's out there going oh you know how dare people have a go at Essendon and look at what we did it was one quarter of footy that that won us the game and I think that that shouldn't be forgotten too too fast uh, well that's true but um as more the style of footy that really reminded me of last year's kind of brand um, where, you know, we just took the game on and yeah, you're right. The first half were very, uh, very cautious. I thought Um, understandably, like a lot of those players weren't weren't even expecting to play in the senior side. So Mm. you you imagine throughout the week, there's a lot of tactics and so forth. So they might not have all been on the same page. Uh, even though we probably wouldn't have known that in the first seven rounds anyway, if they started on the same page or not. But um, yeah, I thought the the um, yeah the way that we played was still uh, early days. We were still going out to that uh, left wing a lot um, yeah. from where I was sitting. Anyway, they you know, you know I just wish we'd gone more direct. Uh, and look, we can't forget we got opened up. Mm. number of times by the Hawks, uh, by our backs pushing so far up. Uh, when the ball you know, came back after the turnover, they got a lot of opportunities. Um, yeah. Thank you, Mr Gunston. Two goals, four. That really helped us. And <laughs> a lot of those were kickable, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, you're right, mate. We shouldn't forget all our problems are over, but... I thought it was still a step in the right direction. And I just hope that last quarter, um, the coach has taken on board as well as the players that a lot of good things can happen when you take the game on. And, gee, for your fans, they just love watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I suppose another thing of like so many blokes, um, you know, played uh, like played their role um, 
on the day. Um, no, not everyone was perfect. Um, yes, we had you know, quite a few clangers and stuff like that. But um, I tell you, what, when everyone uh, sort of got around each other, um, yeah, it was uh, it was good to see. So um, not definitely not taking anything away from the win. Um, you know, the boys fought hard and, and got there in the end. Uh, but um, you know. Uh, we're still a long season of footy. We're we're two and six now. It's um, uh, yeah, going to be very difficult uh, to make finals from here. Um, I know everyone sort of looks back and yeah, you know, we done it last year. We did it in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, but yeah, you, you know, if you're playing catch up footy all the time, um, you know, people are going to get tired. Specific, like especially when we've got quite a young list. So. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long we can maintain the rage. But, um, yeah, definitely happy to have that uh, yeah, pressure release valve. And I'm sure the boys are pretty happy with it too. Yeah, well, from my point of view, mate, I'm not even looking at finals. I, I think that's unrealistic from where we are. Uh, but what I would say is that I'm more hopeful because we're still very young side, right? So um, this is the where I want us to identify the brand of footy we want to play. <clears throat> Um, one that's going to be a brand that's going to hold up and at least let us play to our advantages. Um, you know, we're trying to play this defensive game, which is just, uh, you know, not suited to us. And, you know, we've been getting scored against anyway, even though you're focusing mm. more on ball control and, and defensive actions. Um, you know, and we're taking away from our you know, strength of actually having run and attack. Mm. So, I want us to concentrate that, um, you know, obviously I want to see a few more wins, but I'll be more impressed if we're having those kind of um, wins, but like having those kind of plays where we're taking the game on and that uh, we can use that as a template going forward. You know, that was Truth's favourite word, not only the yeah. template. Yeah. Well, the template stunk, you know, and you can't use that template if it's going to lead to failure. So, um yeah, at least this one is uh, much more enjoyable to watch and plays to our strength, which is, you know, part of what coaching's all about is getting the best out of your players. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Well, let's get into the game, mate, eh? because uh, you've been waiting to talk about a win and we can start tonight. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, so obviously we had, uh, you know, quite a few outs for the game. And I think, yeah, it would be remiss of us not to mention... Um, some of those outs, James. You know, so from last week's game, uh, we were missing Alec Waterman, Jake Kelly, Jake Stringer, obviously with, with the Hammy, Jordan Ridley, Matt Guelphie, Nick Cox, and Sam Durham. Um, now, some of those, you know, they just come up sick during the week. Uh, Sammy Durham, uh, you know, seemed like he was on the way to the game and just hit him like a train. Um, so, uh, yeah, some pretty big Losses there in, in terms of um, numbers, I guess the higher profile would be Jordan Ridley, like, you know, backstocks there. Um, but, I, I mean, I think we still have to mention, like, the injury to Jake Stringer uh, from last week, that's pretty poor. I suppose from a supporter side of things, we go, geez, I hope we're not rushing him back. Uh, and he gets a hammy. Whether they're related, uh, you know, we can't be... Be sure we're not the, uh, the physios or the sports scientists or anything like that. Um, but it is a pretty bad look when uh, we know he was underdone and now he's going to be missing for, you know, another four weeks at least, um, you know, dealing with a hammy. Um, and then into the side, 
uh, yeah, so Aaron Francis, who obviously, you know, he had his protocols and then been off, um, you know, crook, uh, hadn't played for, for a few weeks. He was back in. Uh, Alistair Lord uh, was, uh, you know, given the call up and uh, given the sub uh, responsibility. Uh, not massively happy about that again, but it's, that is what it is. Um, he looked happy to be there. Uh, yeah, Brendan Zerk Thatcher made his way back in. Braden Ham, uh, Nick Bryan, and Nick Hind. And the last one there was Deb Smith, who uh, we were told only on Wednesday, James, that uh, yeah, he was he was going to be out for some weeks while he uh, you know recovered from some knee soreness and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, as it turned out. Uh, it sounds like Track said, look, we need you, mate. Um, and Dev put up his hand. So you can certainly understand um, that side of things, but I do wonder about the communication sometimes when, you know, we're told one thing, you know, he's out for X amount of weeks and then all of a sudden he comes back up, as we saw with, uh, you know, Zeret, you know, he was going to be out for quite a number of weeks and then um, all of a sudden we see him back in the side. Yeah, fortunately, um, he, he seems to be going all right. But, uh, yeah, the, the injury front and how we name our side and all the rest of it uh, is a bit confusing. Um, at times, whether we're pl- trying to play games or not, I don't know, Jane. But, um, yeah, so I've, like with all that going on, uh, as well as the uh, yeah, media conjecture and all that about yeah, the performance of the Dons for this year, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on the boys. Um, but equally, I, I suppose with that amount of outs, you know, no one's expecting uh a lot so you can probably play with a bit of freedom um and uh yeah as we got into that first quarter jane we saw um yeah in the first 30 seconds of the game it looked like zerk zerk thatcher done himself a real mischief in the f- first 10 seconds almost um with his knee so he sort of um you know almost ran into the legs of uh uh forgetting the hawthorne player was at the time um and yeah he was really struggling uh, fortunately, he was able to make his way back a few minutes later. Uh, but then we saw Amira take a mark but miss um, from just inside 50. Max Lynch had another shot soon after, um, as did Gunston. Um, but fortunately, they missed. And I'll tell you what, James, um, you know, Hawthorne have been uh, starting pretty fast and furious in their games. That could have been uh, the same case, but uh, we were just lucky that uh, they were inaccurate. Um and meanwhile, when we got the ball, uh, we just kept bombing it you know, either from the back line or the middle of the ground or up forward. Um, but what made it worse was when, uh, you know, Francis looked to be jogging back to take a nice easy mark inside 50. And two-metre pack, uh, two-metre Peter, rather, came back in and uh, crashed the pack. Didn't even go for the mark himself uh, and uh, thwarted uh, Francis' chances there. And you thought, bloody hell, if we're you know, spoiling the ball from each other, <laughs> what's going on? No, it, um, it was certainly a big collision. Um, I'm just glad there was no injury to either player as the game turned out um, mm. because they, were, they both played, you know, pretty important roles. In, you know, admittingly, Francis from uh, lesser possessions, but he still had a pretty important role to play. Mm. Um, so I was glad that they avoid injury. But, uh, yeah, we got our first goal, mate, um, and that was from Darcy Parrish. Yeah, it was. It was after... Good bit of play there. You know, Laverde intercepted uh, the footy and got it going forward for us. And then we saw McGrath pop it to the pocket. Parrish crumbed it, snapped a nice goal. And I thought um, yeah, that showed a, like a bit of a good semblance of play there. Like even though McGrath's uh, kick wasn't 
wasn't perfect. It at least put it to um, like an advantage of someone to be able to crumb onto it. And, uh, and Crumit Parish did, which is brilliant. Um, and then we saw Caldwell win the next clearance. And from just outside 50s, he delivered it beautifully to uh, two-metre Peter. And he went back to kick the goal. Yeah, nice uh, start then. Like, you know, after, you know, Hawthorne having the first few shots of the goal, uh, to come back and then, you know, have a bit of control. Um, we haven't had a lot of control in our games, mate. So, you know, to kick those two quick goals and then <clears throat> we had what we thought was going to be our third, mate, after Hobbs looked like he got his first goal in league footy. Yeah. But uh, we all even went back to the centre and the crowd was still buzzing and all of a sudden... Score review and it's overturned. Yeah, the poor bugger. I mean, you, you know, everyone was wrapped for him. You know, it looked, like, looked like a great goal, but, you know, unfortunately, the, the review was not kind to us on that occasion. Uh, and, and it was so, definitely touch. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It was a guess. Uh, the, yeah. That was the right call, but yeah. um, it seemed to take a long time because, like I said, the, the umpire was actually going to get ready to ball it up you know, the next, uh, yeah. for the next game. Uh, next, uh, sorry, next uh, possession. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we saw Amira uh, get another chance and he missed. Um, but Lynch uh, got one through for them and they got another soon after by Morris and, and they um, hit the lead. So all their work was sort of, uh, you know, sucked up there. Uh, but then we saw two-metre Peter crunch impy. Um, and a free kick was paid for a poor shot. For mine, James, that's absolute bollocks. Like uh, the forward has the, has the right to be able to lead for the footy. You've stepped in his path. Like, I don't see how that's on two-meter Peter there. Um, yeah, he, he, he's absolutely got the right to um, yeah, to crunch him as he's, as he's going for the footy. Um, from my end, it didn't look like it was dirty or anything like that from him. Um, but uh, look, no, I think well, with that one, mate, like I, I think the old testament, so to speak, of our, our footy would be right. But now we're in this... You know, the umpire's already looking for any body contact. And as you say, like, it was definitely not premeditated. Both players going for the footy. Um, but, yeah, like I said, uh, the, the player who's in, whoever gets hit first, so in this case, Impy, yeah, always seems to win the, the free kick there. And, um, yeah, like, I, I was just glad for Peter Wright that he actually still made him earn it because... Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want your players to go, well, I'm not going to get any body contact because, you know, it's going to be a free kick to them. Okay, mm. give them a free kick, but let them know that if you do that again, you're going to cop the same treatment again. And, you know, you never know. That might get in their mind, <laughs> um, you know, especially if they see mm. a big bloke two metres tall who can, uh, you know, let you feel uh, a bit of pain. Um, yeah, it might get in the back of their mind. Absolutely, mate. And talking about getting in the heads, like, I found it a bit disappointing that, you know, a few, obviously, a few uh, Hawthorne blokes went to remonstrate against uh, Terminator Power, and one of the only blokes who went in there into the fray, Jane, was uh, Dev Smith. He was definitely at his niggly best um, on the weekend. Uh, yeah, getting into into scraps and all the rest of it. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, we can say a lot of things about Dev Smith, but, um, you know, one thing he always does is he gets involved there. Uh, but then, unfortunately, we saw um, Lynch for Hawthorne kick another easy goal uh, and then after Francis was pushed out of a contest um, and, and all he did was hold his arms out, but, you know, the players have been told, you James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the players have been told. We can't deny that. 
um, so that was called uh, you know, umpire descent and the 50 was paid. Fortunately, they, they missed that um, and they had another rush behind. Um, so they, they did have their chances, um, but then right at the death of that quarter, uh, we saw Baldwin had the ball, you know, fall in, fell in his lap, basically, only 25 metres out on not much of an angle, you have to say, Jane. And unfortunately, he got the yips and missed, and those ones hurt. Um, look, I don't want to you know, put it on a young player. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of pressure and whatever. But, um, yeah, at that stage, we were trailing by two goals. If we get that goal, all of a sudden, we're, you know, we're not that far away. Um, so, yeah, he's... Yeah, I, I agree, mate. Those ones... Uh, I don't think how many games you played. Uh, you need to be able to convert 25 mooners straight in front. Mm. Um, you know, your team needs it. Yep. And uh, understand young player, you know, nerves, that become a factor. But, you know, this is where, you know, Matthew Lloyd would say, this is where your routine takes over. So, you know, Peter Wright, for example, he's got a very good uh, routine yep. and he sticks to it. And, you know, you don't see as many... Uh, errors. Um, yeah, I'd like to understand that Kane's only playing his third or fourth game. Mm. So, but yeah, you expect players to kick those. And I think, uh, yeah, most people, most people in their own mind would say, oh, if I get that opportunity, I'll, I'll kick that, you know, mm. in senior footy. Um, you know, whether we're just heroes in our own minds, I'm not sure, but like, <laughs> it looks pretty gettable to me. So, yeah, you should be able to kick those if you're a professional. Well, that's it. Uh, I, I do have to admit, uh, one game of footy, they called me jam jars because I just kept on kicking into the man on the mark on one occasion, Jane. But um, uh, so it's easy for us to say on the couch um, or in the in the stands as it is. Uh, but we ended that quarter uh, two goals, two fourteen to their three goals, seven twenty five. And I think you know we've been lamenting Essendon's accuracy uh, in front of goal, Jane. Uh, Hawthorne fans would have been, you know. Licking their lips, thinking, geez, we, we could be another you know, four goals up easy there. Um, but they weren't, uh, which was fortunate for us. Uh, but then it was the start of that uh, second quarter. Uh, we saw Draper just say, leave it to me, boys. Um, and he just took the ball out of the centre and pumped it long. Uh, we then locked the ball in the, uh, in the forward line. But then as the Hawks tried to exit, uh, we saw Nick Martin snap a beautiful goal in his left chain. Fantastic play, and what a fine, mate. I keep saying every week, you know, he's got to be up there in the best and fairest. And, you know, imagine joining the, the club, basically one of the last two list spots, mm. and then you lead their best and fairest. I'll be able to be in the top echelon of that. Um, you know, it, you wonder how could he not be drafted, you know, three years in a row, like, mm. um, yeah, unbelievable, but, yeah, so glad we found him. And during the week, mate, he signed a two-year extension. So, um, yeah, we'll have Nico uh, playing for us at least until 2024, mate. Brilliant. Happy with that. Um, so then we saw um, the Hawks. They um, had another chance and they it was another one of those plays, Jane, where they just ripped us uh, a new one through the middle of the ground. And we saw Warple just have a paddock to himself. Uh, but, you know, he obviously uh, heard some footsteps uh, and went the hoof. Uh, so he missed um, that goal and really he could have, um, you know, almost ran right in. But um, he missed that opportunity. But unfortunately, Bruce, who's known for his accuracy, he didn't miss a shot not long later. So uh, got that goal back. 
then we saw Parrish hit Dev Smith just outside 50. And he hit Caldwell. Uh, and I thought that was really good from Dev because, yeah, we know he's, uh, uh, he's, he's uh, I suppose, length on his kick uh, isn't as deep um, as he might like it to be sometimes. So it's good for him to um, you know, find someone uh, who does have a bit of a hoof. And Caldwell, to his credit, went back and slotted it. A really nice goal, and mate, I thought this is probably his best game for the club, Joe. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's, he seems to be growing into his role. And I'm sure the coaches will start giving him more, you know, full midfield minutes soon. Um, because he's certainly capable, we still got to remember he's only, I think, 22 years of age, so like he's um, still a very young player, yeah, certainly is, mate. Um, no, so it was a that was a great start. Um, then we saw we traded goals a bit. So we saw Gunson kick a goal for them. Uh, Two-meter Peter marked and gold for us. Uh, and then Two-meter Peter got involved again with a big mark at half-back flank. Um, but when his kick was intercepted, he worked really hard to win it back, Jam. And um, yeah, he started a good run of play up the ground where McGrath got a shot at goal only 30, 35 meters out. He was on an angle, you have to say, but it wasn't huge. Uh, and he missed. And at that point of the game, James, I just felt it was really costly um, as that really could have got us going. Yeah, it never looked like going in, mate. So um, that's one thing I would say about Andy's game. Um, yeah, when he does get limited opportunities for, for goals, um, and we'll, we'll talk about Dylan Shear later, mm. those set shots for goals that aren't kind to us, um, especially with those two players, I find. Yep. Yeah, so um, he missed that. Uh, and then we saw um, a Hobbs tackle uh, on a bloke who literally had just handballed the footy and that got called holding the man. I, I just, yeah, that interpretation baffled me. Uh, so it was free kick, Hawthorne, Jane. Uh, and then as we saw Shield go off, looking like he'd done a calf, um, you know, he, he looked like he'd done himself a real mischief. Uh, fortunately, he came back five minutes later. Um, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, McDonald for them, um, you know, kicked a goal. So it's a bit of a yeah, insult to injury there. Um, but then we had another good run of play, Jane, uh, that ended with Ham marking just outside 50 near the boundary. And he kicked it nicely to the advantage of Francis, who marked it and uh, went back to kick the goal, Jane. Certainly needed that one. Uh, just felt like, you know, the Hawks were, uh, you know, Going to keep us at arm's length, and uh, you know we just needed to make the most of our opportunities. And after Andy's miss, we needed needed one to consolidate. We got it, but unfortunately, uh, you know, a few minutes later, the Hawks were out again. That's it. Um, yeah, more for the for the Hawks. Uh, kicked another goal, and then Kaczynski added another soon after, and then Gunston looked set to join them, but um, he hit the post and. Uh, Tell you what, James, uh, like you were saying earlier, Gunston was sort of keeping us in the game there. He's, he's not known to, to miss many, so uh, very fortunate there. Uh, but then after we saw Zeret nail a beautiful tackle, um, Franger passed to Shield. And again, Shield was probably about, what, 25, 30 metres out, James? And his kick missed everything. Um, yeah, it was just so deflating. Like, you know, these runs of play where we... Uh, get a bit of um, momentum just to miss a lot. Um, yeah, that's that really needs to be looked at. Um, 
But as it was, we were down at half time by just the three goals, surprisingly. Uh, six goals, 339 to their eight goals, 957. Yeah, with that kick that you're talking about, um, I wondered if he'd had like, you know, a jab or something, you know, with his, uh, you, know, he, you know, if he had a leg pain or whatever. Mm. Like, you know, they sometimes it, your feet or legs feel numb. Yeah. Um, I wondered if that's what it was because he didn't have the same look like he had the feel on the, of the footy, you know. So mm. um, maybe I'm making too much excuses for him. But, um, yeah, like, it uh, looked like it was going to be the same old story, mate. And at halftime, got to say, I just thought, yeah, this is going to be another one of those games that, you know, we're probably going to drop away in the second half. Mm. Um especially, you know, in light of those five laid outs. And, you know, there were other players mentioned that are playing, were playing that night um, who may have been affected. Like, I know Draper was one of those. Yeah, um, Redmond and another. Yeah, so, um, yeah, kind of felt maybe we used all our petrol early yep. and, um, you know, we might taper out, especially the way the Hawks closed out that quarter. Mm. And, um, yeah, the, the next quarter started and, I think I was on the money because Jack Gunston got his second goal. <laughs> he did, mate. Uh, that was just within 30 seconds of the quarter starting and you thought, bloody hell, here we go. Um, and, like, for us, our, our entries inside 50 just continued to be wasteful uh, until, you know, Heim just laced out a beautiful pass to Dev Smith, 45 metres out. Uh, but unsurprisingly, his kick was shallow. Um and the Hawks missed another couple of chances up their end um, before Perkins showed a strong pair of hips to stay up in a tackle uh, and release the hands to Cutler, who popped a clever pass over the top to Martin, who uh, uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically missed on that occasion. Uh, and then after we stuffed around with the footy for a while, Brian hit Hobbs with a beautiful pass, uh, who in turn hit Perkins, who kicked it wide to Franger, uh, who came in uh, inboard to Parrish, and he missed, and he thought, geez, we're getting opportunities, but we're just not um, making the most of them. And then we saw Franger mark one not long later, um, but it was ripped out of his hands, and it should have been 50, James, because like he'd taken control of it, uh, but the mark wasn't even paid, um, which uh, rankled my feathers. Um, <laughs> and mine, mate. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then we saw a shield. Um, look, one thing he has been working on a lot is his uh, short passing, and he he hit two meter Peter with a beautiful short pass just inside 50. And uh, it was important because, you know, we'd had that momentum, but hadn't made the most of it. And he went back and dobbed it, Jay. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately that next bounce, he thought, oh, she was getting into the game. He re-injured that left leg on this occasion. It looked like, I think it might've even been Merritt's, uh, you know, leg as he was taking down a tackle, um, sort of bumped uh, into Shields' ankle. And he thought, bloody hell, um, you know, just as he started to get going. Um, uh, and then our, our Ruckman combined um, with Draper taking a big grab. Uh, and he kicked it forward for Brian to take a contested mark, Jane. Uh, and he turned quickly to hit Hobbs 40 metres out in the pocket. And after uh, being disallowed his uh, first goal, Jane, he went back and slotted this one beautifully. It's a beautiful goal. And, um, yeah, they couldn't take that one off him. And the time, you know, Ben Hobbs got the luxury of being congratulated twice for his first goal. <laughs> so, um, no, it was great to see him um, take it. And like it was 
a real leadership moment. Like this guy is, was captain of a big country, yeah. um, so he's obviously got leadership qualities. And um, I thought we saw a lot of that on the night. You know, he's a real goer. I think we'll talk a bit later, but where he kicked the ball to his right hand, it looked like it was going to be a, just a pass on that halfback flank, and he shanked the kick, mm. turned the ball over, and gee, did he work hard to lock that ball up? And he actually got a free kick for you know, Hawthorne holding the ball. So that was great to watch. But uh, you know, you know, Peter Wright had his third and. Then Hobster added his one. Um, you know, it just seemed, you know, maybe, just maybe we'll get a little bit of confidence. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I, I think the good thing they did there was they didn't take him off as soon as he kicked that goal because mm. uh, we went again. And after our first entry was wasted, uh, Laverde intercepted again uh, to hit Hobbs inside 50. He missed this time, but, um, you know, his intent was absolutely there. He was up and about, James. Uh, and then we saw it was Brian's turn to have a shot at goal. Unfortunately, another miss. Um, and the ball was pinging around, and then Perkins uh, kicked the forward flank. And Ham had to go, Jay. He had to go and collect that footy. But unfortunately, he put in the short steps again, um, and the Hawks whipped it away. Um, like at that point of the game, you thought, buddy, oh, we just built some momentum. Um, and then he's allowed the Hawks player to say, no, I want it more. I'm going to take this away. Um, so I was pretty, pretty frustrated on that occasion. Uh, listeners will know that, uh, yes, I understand he's my whipping boy, but he had to go then. Um, but look, we actually won it back. Um, and uh, as a kick came into two meter Peter, uh, another free kick and 50 was paid uh, for Hawthorne and a massive 50 at that. Um, I can't even remember what the yeah, free kick was paid for. Um, but luckily, you know, they scrubbed the kick um, and we looked to be uh, be through. But two metre Peter dropped the mark in the middle of the ground and they made us pay uh, with a goal up their end uh, and another soon after. So, you know, those missed opportunities we had to, um, you know, really make the most of our momentum, um, yeah, it came back to bite us because at the end of the three-quarter time, uh, we were eight goals, 10-58 to their 10 goals, 13-73. Yeah, uh, look, it was definitely. Uh, I did. I was texting some friends uh, at three quarter time, and I, I did mention in my message. I said, you know, that third quarter there was periods where we were playing that attacking brand of footy from last year. Mm. I said it's the first real time I've seen it this year. So yeah, I've still got that message. So I'm going to keep it, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I was pretty happy with myself when obviously with what plays out in the last, but I just felt that was the first time this year, you know, obviously been every game, but the first time I felt like we were starting to look a little bit more dangerous, we were prepared to run and we were going a bit more direct. Yeah, we hadn't got the result at that stage, but um, yeah, I, I don't think even the most uh, optimistic Bomber fan could see what was about to happen. No, mate, absolutely. Um, so to start that fourth quarter, the, the Hawks had another chance, um, but they missed uh, another chance at goal to start us off with. And then we saw a beautifully weighted kick from Perkins in the middle of the ground to Baldwin, uh, 40 metres out near the boundary, and he bloody kicked the goal, Jane. Uh, yeah, it was a big change from that miss early. Uh, and we were back within 10 points, but, uh, yeah, well down to Baldwin, the young man. And that's what I was saying, mate. He had a good technique. I was right behind him there on the second level. And you could see, 
you know, he had, he kind of blocked out the crowd. You could just see that he just focused on his routine. And, you know, that was a beautiful kick of the footy. So uh, well done to Kane to making amends. Yeah. Uh, let me, again, we had plenty of chances going forward, but just kept handballing. Uh, and then Hoot, Hep, uh, took a tough mark, um, which wasn't paid. Um, and he had all of that, Jay. Um but then when the ball uh, went out of bounds from a Corwell rush handball, uh, that was paid deliberate. Unbelievable. Thought, oh, that's just trash. <laughs> but then, uh, look, after we looked um, to have the ball locked in our forward 50, the Hawks just went end-to-end with an easy mark to Kaziski. He was all on his own. Um, and, look, yeah, it was made a certainty with a 50 being paid to him to take him right to the goal line. Uh, so he put that through. Gunson again had another chance and he missed. Um, but then we turned up the pressure. We saw Dev Smith in particular, you know, really getting the Hawthorne defenders' faces. Um, he did give away a dumb free, uh, but he made up for it soon after with a nice pass to Martin in the pocket and he kicked it through, Jay. And after watching the replay uh, that night, mate, when I came home from the game, or checked on the replay, <laughs> or that, um, Wayne Carey mentioned, you know, uh, even before Nick Martin had kicked that goal, he goes, this bloke seems to have composure. And um, mm. you yeah, talk about composure, when he nailed it, you, know, you could just see that, uh, or you could hear in Wayne Carey's voice, you know, he thinks this player's you know, going to be pretty special. So uh, great goal by Nick Martin. Absolutely. And then uh, Martin decided to share the love and he gave a beautiful pass to two-metre Peter to mark about 25 metres out, Jamie, and he kicked his fourth. And again, no. mate, that was the speed that Martin took on that ball. He could mm. have just coasted and, you know, you know, scared the ball might pop left or right. But he kind of really accelerated. He was the only one who did and arched his back, yep. bought himself a couple of metres and then had time to assess and then kicked a beautiful pass to right. Yeah, it was fantastic. And look again, saw Dev Smith just niggling and I bloody loved it how, you know, three hawks swarmed him. Um, and who got in there to help him out, Jane? Ben Hobbs, uh, 18-year-old. Uh, you know, he did get soon pushed away, but I just love the fight and the young bloke. Um, so uh, no, it's good to see. And that's that leadership quality I'm you know, thinking about. You know, um, there were other players, uh, more senior players um, earlier in the game that um, you know, showed that they weren't up for that. Um, you know, McGraw in particular didn't. You know, wasn't interested in uh, in getting involved in any <clears throat> malaise and things like that. And I understand if, if that's not your kind of temperament, but you know, as a leader around a football club, you've got to stand up for your mates, Jane. Um, you know, Definitely. Fight, fight for the jumper. So I was pretty disappointed with McGrath, but um, yeah, great for Ben Hobbs to get in there. It's, um, uh, and then after we saw Shield, you know, he won a free kick in the middle of the ground and he got 50 uh, as well. And he lined up for goal, yeah, again, 25, 30, 30 metres out, straight in front. Again, he missed. Um, and it was just oh, that terrible. Was yeah. oh, just terrible. Like, as you say, mate, like, look, he doesn't control how much he gets paid, but if you get $900,000 or at mm. least eight fifty, and you've got that kind of kick and you can't convert, mm. then that's not a shame on Dylan Shield. That's a shame on the club that's paying him because – um, you know, I thought that was really rubbish. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm not here to bag Dylan Shield because later on in that quarter, he actually mm. did some great defensive efforts with his truck 
recognised at the end of the game. I, I saw yeah. Truck go to him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you've got to be able to kick those. And they're real, you know, when you're trying to build that momentum, as you say, mate, mm. one, you know, uh, miss like that can really impact on you know, the opposition getting a kick out, taking it down the other end, kicking goal, and all your momentum you're trying to build has been gone. So, um, yeah, I, I still mind boggles how you can miss it that badly because I can really lean back on it. Yeah, and and you think like if if it was the case that you know he, he obviously had a couple of knocks to his to his ankle, if he did get a you know a jab to uh, to get him going through the game. Um, like that's another p- point to say. Look, you need to develop a right foot, mate. Um, like that—that's killed him over and over again. Um, you know, throughout his career. Uh, so if you're not—if you can't feel the footy on your on your left boot, you have to learn to kick on your right. So um, you think for for eight fifty a season, Jane? Um, you might be able to practice a bit on that. Um, look. Um, then we saw Redmond look to have slammed through a massive goal. But two-meter Peter um, was pinged for throwing Frost on the goal line. You know, he didn't have to do it. It's a bit of a, a brain fade from Peter Wright. I understand he's, you know, he's just trying to jostle, make sure Frost didn't get a chance to um, get a fist in. But uh, it was going well over his head. Um, so a bit of a... <laughs> I'm one of the guilty ones, mate. Um, and, you know, talk about bad moments. Yeah. Uh, I had Hawthorne people around me uh, where I was sitting and... Um, yeah, you know, kind of getting jack of watching them, you know, mouth off against our players and that. And when Redmond kicked that goal, sometimes the emotions go to the fans <laughs> as well. And I'm just turned around and I'm just giving it to these guys, like you know, you know, just really, you know, living in the buzz of the crowd. And I uh, only just look around and then see Hawthorne kicking out, and I'm like, oh my god, like you know. <laughs> So I did eat some humble pie, but I, I would have the ultimate ultimate well, anyway. Well, look, Dan, you weren't the only one uh, turning around to see Hawthorne be kicking out because all the boys were you know, celebrating <laughs> in the middle of the ground and, oh, bugger, they're, they're playing. Um, uh, but fortunately, we were able to um, you know, win back the footy and Ribbon was actually taken high down back, uh, but that wasn't seen. Um, and as the Hawks uh, tried to swing side to side, I thought, um, yeah, pressure game, we really ramped it up that last quarter. Uh, and we saw them cough up a, um, a ball out of bounds on the full. And then we took it up our end and Zach Merritt, you know, he went to scoop the ball up off the deck, but accidentally kicked the goal, James. So you'd be happy with a with an accident like that, mate. Yeah, and um, there's about three or four times this happened where uh, we waited with uh, bated breath to see, uh, was it a goal or not? Yeah. Every time it looked like we were going to overtake him. Um, something would happen, like a free kick or, you know, um, you know, score review or whatever it was. But uh, this time it was definitely uh, in our affirmative and yeah, we'd finally hit the front. That's it, mate. There's only seven minutes, 30 to go. So you thought, you know, could we hold it? Could we maintain the rage? And, uh, you know, Merritt, you know, he, uh, that must have given him some, uh, some confidence and he won the next clearance. Uh, but a free was paid to Parrish. Um, and he pumped it inside 50, which was uh, crumbed by Smith, who had a ping. Uh, he, he missed on this occasion, just a minor score. And then after Hawthorne threatened, uh, we opened them up with Perkins hitting Parrish, who kicks it to two-meter Peter's advantage. And he ran onto it, Jame, and he kicked the goal for about 55, 60 metres out to, to bounce through. Yeah, it was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, the crowd was 
electric, you know, 33,000 there, mate, but the majority of them are Bomber fans, being mm. an Essendon home game. And we've been really quiet. I talked about it in other, um, you know, in other podcasts that we've done, like just how quiet the Essendon crowds are. Like, admittingly, we haven't given ourselves much to be cheering about. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the first time I can really hear the crowd up and about and um, really willing home the boys. But um, I just want to quickly, before we go on, mate, Mm. When Dev Smith kicked that uh, behind, you know, yep. you know, after the Zach Merritt one, mm. you know, uh, I wanted to talk about quotes without context. Yep. I was watching the uh, replay and um, <laughs> I can't believe it, the, the commentator, um, McLaughlin, um, said, oh, Smith, he's missed. Uh, and he was supposed to be in rehab this week, um, you know, uh, you would hope that in you know, five, six years' time, if anyone watches that replay, mate, um, we they have some explanation. Rehab on his knee, like not he was supposed to be in rehab for other things like yeah, substance abuse and so forth. But that's what kind of the index it, it kind of said. So I was just thinking, gee, quotes about context can have a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of ramifications on people's perceptions. But uh, Especially from a bloke with the last name of McLaughlin, James. <laughs> exactly but um yeah maybe i only found that funny but yeah it did register with me anyway absolutely um yeah as bomber fans we've been through a bit so we're a bit sensitive to that um mm. but look the, the boys kept working uh you know we were bono means um safe uh home and hose by that stage and um as we pumped the ball inside 50 again francis took a massive mark jane right in the pocket um pretty tough kick I reckon, and yeah, a lot of lot of pressure at that stage of the game. But he went back, he took his time, and he went back to slot it. And um, yeah, you, you saw him, and he he pointed to the sky and imagined that's for his brother. Um, what just a massive moment for Franger. You know, he's been out of the side for a while, and then to you know take a big moment like that by the horns was just fantastic for him. Yeah, great. And yeah, I'm not sure because um, I think Scooter uh, mess- messaged on his Twitter that he'd lost someone close to him recently. But I noticed the players weren't wearing black armbands either. So mm. I'm not sure what that was in reference to, but whatever it was, it was a good good tribute and well-deserved, uh, you know, to kicking that goal. And, yeah, look, he had under 10 possessions or nine possessions, but, I mean, the guy um, played his role. He brought the ball to ground. Yeah. Um, we, we scored goals from those. And a couple of times he went up when he probably should not, like, uh, but yeah, that one was you know really fitting for him to have that moment, and yeah, I kind of hope. I think Aaron's very much a confidence player, yeah. So I really hope the club, you know, to try and benefit from him and and for him to enjoy his footy sticks with him. Um, you know, you know, gives him another game at least, um, and and try him as a foil as our second forward option. Uh, yeah, with Baldwin there as well. But, yeah, I, I don't know about your thoughts on that, mate. But, uh, yeah, I think at the very least, he's, you know, he did his part. He kind of kicked a couple of goals. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I've, I've always believed in him as a player. It's just that confidence side of his game. Like, no one's um, no one's ever questioned his talent. Everyone knows he's, he's talented enough to do it. But it's just, um, you know, sometimes the, the game is played just above his shoulders. Um so to keep focus on the footy, like he's, he's been guilty in the past of, you know, brain fades and all the rest of it. Um, 
but certainly if he can you know be focused like we saw at the back end of uh when was it 2019 or maybe it was 2018 James where he had that run 2018 mate yeah those eight games like we just, everyone saw like how good a player mm-hmm. he can be um but he's had a pretty rough trot Pranger um and the club has got around him so um yes hopefully he builds from that then we saw uh, Nick Hind. Uh, he tore them a new one through the middle of the ground. James took a couple of bounces and Perkins got on the end of it and kicked a huge goal. Yeah, it was smuffed off, um, you know, Zach Merritt's kick, mm. uh, the forward entry, and, you know, Perkins just collected the footy and from about 45 metres, snapped it and, you know, beautiful goal. And, you know, he let out an outburst of, you know, of joy, mate, and, uh, yeah, Archie's a very talented player. Great to see him have that moment too. He's one of those players, James, like when he gets the ball inside 50, you feel confident. Like mm. when he when he has a ping at goal, you're like, oh, here we go. Um, and he just, he's a smart footy player. Like he, he does these little things like, you know, whether it's the strong hips being able to stay up in a tackle or, um, you know, the, the slight, you know, movement to find himself a bit of space. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see him. Um, yeah, stand up on these big occasions. Uh, yeah, massive goal like that was good for the boys. And then we saw uh, Shield then wrap up Newcomb, who um who had he played really well against us, Jamie. He was uh, tearing us up all the time. Uh, but Shield wrapped him up in a massive tackle. Uh, so that was great work. So that's one of those defensive efforts that uh, that track was talking about. And then we saw uh, Draper, mate, go for a bit of a run. Uh, yeah. Did it beautifully, even taking a bounce until he was dragged down in a tackle. And, yeah, I think as Essendon fans will wear that because it's bloody, it was bloody entertaining to see. He's a big ball of energy, mate. And, um, yeah, that was uh, that was fantastic. I would have loved to have sank the foot into the ball. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, still great to watch. And he's done it a number of times where he's, you know, worked through congestion and broken clear. And, um yeah, he has a bounce even, as you say, and it's just uh, exhilarating to watch. Uh, mm. That one didn't, you know, pay off 100%, but, gee, uh, still entertaining, mate. Certainly was, mate. Uh, then we saw Ham miss a shot on goal. Uh, and then uh, Terminator Peter got a free paid for him. At that stage of the game, Jamie, I didn't care what it was for, um, mm. but he was actually dragged going for the contest by Frost, so perhaps a bit of uh, you know, retribution there for us. Um uh, but from the point post, he went back on his left, uh, went back on the left and, uh, yeah, slotted number six. Yeah, fantastic game from Peter. And uh, six goals hardly ever looks like missing, mate. And mm. Such a great technique and, uh, yeah, really great night. And, you know, he's third in the Coleman now, mate. So he's, mm. he's um, you know, playing brilliantly and... Uh, yeah, I think uh, we could have done a lot worse than picking up Peter Wright. Absolutely, Jame. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you sort of think, you know, 2020, this bloke was named as the emergency eight times or something for Gold Coast. 11 but, times, mate. Yeah. And he didn't done. play a game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, he's taking his chance of listening with both hands. Um, so, great work for Peter Wright. And in the end, Jame, he helped us to victory. Uh, so, we won 16 goals, 1,208. To their 11 goals, 15, 81. Um, and again, mate, uh, just Sam Mitchell's face uh, you know, <laughs> uh, on the big screen while the Bombers were cheering and whistling. Um, it was just a, a sight to behold. Um, and 
Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great win. Um, but uh, I do have to say, Joe, after the game they showed uh, Xavier Campbell and Paul Brasher, you know, all, all happy about the victory and stuff like that. You know, last few weeks we've been calling, okay, is the leadership going to come out and say something? I do have to say, if Paul Brasher comes out this week to say, g'day fans, you know, wasn't that a great win? I'll bloody spew. <laughs> and, uh, um, oh, look, I think they're entitled to be happy for Essendon win. Obviously, they're Essendon fans as well. But, I mean, same token, um, I don't know, maybe it's my perception of it. It almost looked a bit smug as if to say, see, we told you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and maybe that's just my, me reading the context of that. But, yeah, I'd agree, mate. It would look, look poorly if you came out and said, uh, well, the reason we've been quiet is because we've got ultimate faith that we're moving in the right direction or whichever way you want to say. Mm. Um, it was great to have a win. I don't think any of us are um, counting. Um, yeah, our next three games, mate, I'll give them to you. And just tell me, even on the back of that victory, how confident are you playing Sydney and Sydney? <laughs> Not very, mate. The informed Richmond, they're starting to find some form too. And with Dusty Martin back, how are you feeling about the Dreamtime game, mate? Eh? Pretty, uh, no, it's pretty scary, to be honest with you. And then a team that's won now three in a row at their home deck in Port Adelaide. Uh, how are you feeling about that one? <laughs> well, uh, Port are my most hated team. Um, so I'm hoping the boys can lift for that. But yeah, again, you, you're playing them there. Um, in their arena, mate. Um, so it'll be a, a tough travel schedule. Um, so you, you couldn't go in there with any confidence. All right, then we have a bye. And I'll just give you just two more games, mate. We come back for our 150th celebration game against the Carlton Blues, who are placed fourth on the ladder now. Mm. So that's another one. And then St Kilda, even though they lost a few uh, last couple of games, um, you know, I think on the law of averages at Marble, they'll be favourites again. So um, we haven't got any easy games coming up. Um, every match, you know, we'll have to earn uh, if we if we get close to any of those teams. And um, yeah, it's all going to be to the coaches of identifying a brand that's going to be successful. And um, yeah, I just hope we can see noticeable changes on game day. That's what I'd say on the back of this victory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we want four quarters of of good footy, um, not uh, not just the one. I mean, the effort was there for four quarters, James. I don't think anyone can question that. Uh, but certainly our um, execution needs work. Um, so, um, no, but all that being said, uh, well done to the boys for getting a win. Um, you know, hep. After the game, uh, I think quite rightly um, said, you know, everyone's been filing on us. Um, and for those, you know, reporters in particular that was that were having a go at Essendon fans for, for smiling at training, I mean, I think anyone's, yeah, yeah you're able to uh, yeah, smile at training. Bloody hell, they're your mates around there. Um, yeah, obviously, we had, a, we had a crack of the side for, for laughing and giggling after the siren, after getting, you know, you know, drubbed on the park, but that's a bit different to, to training days. Um, so he, uh, he he said in no uncertain terms, you know, you can uh, jam it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's all about um, 
you know, staying consistent now, you, um, you know, that should be the standard, that sort of level of effort. Um, uh, and uh, I suppose we, we go from here. Um, but yeah, the next five weeks will be very telling, Jane, as to whether we can uh, stay at that level. Like I'm not saying wins, but stay at that level of effort and, and playing for each other. Um, because if we fall away again, um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a pretty uh, bit of pill to swallow. Just on the back of that, mate, um, you know, not to scare anyone, but after those five games I told you about, we then play Sydney and then Brisbane in Brisbane. So, um, you know, like that's seven games. Um, our next seven, extremely tough, you know. And, you know, of all our luck, we don't play West Coast or North or even Gold Coast until about, I think it's round 18. Can you believe that? Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like you've got to be who you play, but I mean, yeah. uh, the draw hasn't been uh, kind, especially when you consider how we started. And um, I was interested during the week, mate, uh, just to touch on this too. Um, Matthew Lloyd came out um, on Sunday uh, and he said that, um, and I, I think he, I agree with him, his assessment was we were being overcoached. Yeah. And he reckons that, like that, those late outs were like a circuit breaker. Mm. And maybe that's a you know something that coaches take on board is don't don't try and put too many parameters around what players can and can't do because they lose all their instinct. And and that's what it looks like, what what it had looked like. So yeah. I'd agree with that assessment. Um let them play on their instinct. You know, obviously it's still gonna have some structure, but I, yeah, look, um, I suppose that goes to that point of, um, I think it's McRae, the Collingwood coach, Jane. He sort of says, you know, I, I hate rules, but um, I love, you know, firm parameters within which to work within. Um, and perhaps that's more the, you know, the way we should look at things. Because, I mean, if you if you say you have to be here, have to be there, whatever, you take away that instinct side of it. Whereas if you say, you know, within this style of play, just make sure that, like, these are your, these are your boundaries um, kind of thing. And they're able to work within that. It gives you that level of flexibility to maintain that um, yeah, ability to play your solid game. So perhaps that's what we look at going forward. But, um, yeah, let's hope Lloyd is right. And that could have been the, the circuit breaker we need. Um, but in any case, we uh, yeah, we take the four wins. And um, at least for, for one week, we're happy with that, mate. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, let's have a break. We'll come back with the Don's Cast Metal Bus. Listening to the Don's Cast as we get onto the Don's Cast metal votes, mate, and it was a bit more enjoyable this week, I imagine. It was, Jane. Um, but you know, being more enjoyable, sometimes a bit harder to uh, to actually pick the votes, mate. Um, and I certainly found that to be the case. Um, and I'll be interested to see your take on things, Jane, because I think uh, you know, in games like this where a few blokes stood up, uh, we can see the game differently. Who? Uh, was more important to your eyes. Um, but I'll go through my votes um, as per usual. Uh, first up, so 
actually gave one vote to the captain, uh, Dyson Heppel. Uh, I thought he stood up many times on the night. Um, actually had you know 12 marks and um, of those, so there were 12 intercept possessions uh, from from Hep. Um, and you know when Hawthorne were were peppering, you know our uh, back line there, he really stood up. And you know particularly when we're going in quite undermanned, uh, you know we're very young defensive lineup. Uh, I thought he was pretty important for us, Jane. Um, and not only did he do the defensive side of things, he had four score involvements um, and uh, an eight contested possession. So he was he was fighting hard, trying to keep us in the game. Um, and I thought, you know, on the back of all the um, rubbish we've all, uh, you know, thrown his way, he stood up and he's um, uh, he he played a really solid game for us. I thought he deserved an, a vote on the night. Two votes uh, went for Darcy Parrish. Um, now, this is probably a victim of his own success, Jane, uh, because he, if you said to someone, you know, Blake got 32 disposals, seven tackles, six marks, six clearances, you know, kicked a goal, you'd think, bloody hell, <laughs> who's, uh, who's played better than that? But, um, you know, a lot of those possessions were handballs, Jane. Um, and, we, yeah, even though we, uh, I suppose, played a better brand, that, those first three quarters, we still did waste our options a bit. Um, so his impact was, I suppose, lessened there. But the thing that really stood out for me with Darcy Parrish was 13 score involvements um, and 13 contested possessions. I thought that was uh, yeah, absolutely uh, brilliant. To, to get us that much feed to, for opportunities for goal was excellent. So I gave him the two. Three votes, James. Um, might be slightly controversial, but I've, I've gone pair to right. Um, yeah, he kicked six goals, uh, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, but more than that, uh, I thought the thing that was really important about his game on the night was he took eight big marks, Jane. Um, so that was um, that was brilliant for us. And particularly some of those marks were really strong. You know, he went down back and, and got a couple. Um, and then, yeah, when he did line up for goal, he uh, yeah, didn't look like missing often. Uh, I did, yeah, he, he could have easily taken the five eights, Jane, but um, I did take points off him for you know, that uh, one of these clangers um, early on, the the one where uh, Redmond uh, kicked the goal, but uh, he gave away the free and it was a, could have been a real momentum killer. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, six goals, that's a, a brilliant effort uh, from Peter Wright. So three votes for him. Four votes went for Nick Martin. I thought, um, again, this bloke just keeps standing up. Uh, he looks so composed with the footy. Uh, when he finds it, you know, he makes really smart decisions with it. Uh, so the 22 disposals, 15 of those kicks, and he's really damaging with those, James. You know, he, of those, you know, he racked up 30, uh, 331 metres gained. Kicked two goals too. So to have four shots a goal is pretty good. But he also had a goal assist. So quite an attacking mindset. You know, had the nine marks and uh, and 10 score involvements overall. So I uh, thought it was an excellent game from Nick Martin. Uh, but with the five votes, Jane, um, and it doesn't seem like he's appearing on many best, um, you know, on, on different votes I've seen around on Twitter and all the rest of it, but I went for Jaden Laverty. I thought particularly that first half when, you know, we really could have capitulated quite badly. He was one bloke who stood up. He was absolutely immense uh, to my mind. Um, now, if you look purely at his stat sheet, it doesn't look all that impressive. You know, 13 possessions, uh, only three marks. Uh, but geez, he, he battled hard for his game. Um, you had the eight intercept possessions 
eight contested possessions um, and the four score involvement. So uh, I thought he he played a, a really big role. And again, with such an inexperienced um, defensive lineup there, he was really important to keep us uh, uh, on the on the straight and narrow. And I thought, um, you know, structurally, um, you know, in, in terms of momentum and, and everything, I thought he was really important for us. So I gave him the the five John's Cast Medal votes. How about yourself, James? How'd you read it? Well, um, yeah, it's fair to say we've gone a lot different and um, my votes are probably just as controversial only because I've left out our two main uh, ball getters in Parish and Merritt and they both had very good games, but yeah, I guess uh, it's all in perception and a lot of my uh, mindset is about just the way we played in that second half. So I want to reward players that you know, really had an impact in my mind, but... Yep. Yeah, I've gone um, five votes to Peter Wright. Right? I thought six goals was a huge effort. And, uh, you know, he, just his uh, set shot kicking, you know, really can't be undervalued. So, um, yeah, I thought he six goals. I gave him the best on. Mm-hmm. Four, I gave to Nick Martin. Loved his game. Um, thought, you know, yeah, he had a couple of shots he, he missed, but gee, he doesn't miss many, mate. And, he kicks each one with skill and uh, yeah, really good game from Nick Martin. You know, we gave him four. Three, I gave to Mason Redmond. I really loved his game. Um, you know, he's he's there um, and he's a real aggressive player at times. And um, yeah, you know, I wanted to reward him as well, mate, because he I thought he had a good game. And uh, yeah, that goal that got ended up taking off him, he just ripper. And uh, yeah. I wish he had kept it, but uh. Yeah, he played a really good game. Two, I gave to Nick Hine. I really loved his run. It was great to see him back. Uh, Really taking that dare and and really attacking, you know, through the defence with run. Um, I think we've really missed that this year. And hopefully, you know, he gets a little bit of confidence from that and carry on. And one vote I gave to Big Sam Draper. Not, you know, you look at his possessions and it might not look very... Attractive, but yeah, you know, I thought just his, uh, just the way he is, he, he seems a lot of the players seem to gather around him. You know, you know, he just mm-hmm. he's a real uh, barometer of the side in a way, and um, yeah, really impressed with his game. So yeah, look, look, yeah, you know, I can realise that people probably saying, how could you leave Parish and Mar- uh, Merritt out? They were very good. Uh, I don't want to confuse that, but um, they're just the players that I voted for. So. I think we're both controversial, mate, with our, with our uh, voting. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the total's going. Absolutely, mate. So uh, if we go from the bottom, as always, so one vote each to McGrath and Hobbs, two votes to Sammy Durham, uh, three votes to Heppel and Cutler apiece, four to Jai Caldwell, five to Alec Waterman, seven to Jordan Ridley, eight votes each to Jaden Laverty and Archie Perkins, Nine to Nick Hind, 11 votes each to Redmond and Guelphie, 14 votes to Jake Kelly, 16 votes to Zach Merritt, Sammy Draper on 17 votes, uh, Dylan Scheel on 20 votes, Peter Wright on 25, Nick Martin on 33 votes, but out in front is Darcy Parrish with 42 Don's Cast Medal votes. Yeah, yeah very interesting voting, isn't it? And, um... I expect Zach Merritt to 
start to climb, mate, soon. And uh, he, if he was really invested in our medal, mate, he'd probably give us a medal, uh, give us a uh, message to say, "What are you guys talking about? How do you miss my game?" But uh, yeah, as I said, uh, yeah, we're not rigging it. We're just uh, calling it how we see it. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it ends up. But uh, let's have a, another break, mate, and we'll come back by the number. listen to Don's cast. And mate, just before we get into by the numbers, just thought we'd quickly touch on our VFL women. Uh, mm. They're top of the ladder, mate, and had another huge win. So uh, they're really, you know, flying the, the club's flag high and let's hope they fly another flag high a little bit later in the year. Um, but they're on top of the ladder, which is a fantastic effort by the VFL women. And Unfortunately, mate, um, our VFL men, uh, well, they were they copped another big loss this time against the Box Hill Hawks. I had a look at that on Channel 7 and, um, yeah, it's pretty tough going, mate. And, yeah, the, it's fair to say, like, those laid outs obviously impacted the VFL team. Yep. Um, we take five players that potentially would have played in that game, um, not that now, Box Hill is very strong anyway, but I mean, would have helped. Um, but yeah, no, uh, and I've got to say, mate, as sad as it is, uh, Tip is uh, really struggling. Um, you know, probably playing at that in that standard doesn't help. Like in that, you know, everything's a battle for that team. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's not getting a lot of looks at it. And, you know, he was getting pushed up the ground a bit more, I noticed. Um, even. He was running around the halfback flank at one point. Um, so, uh, you know, I'd love to see him come back, but still looks a mile away, mate. And uh, so sad because, I you know, when you think of the first half of last year, mm. uh, he was just electric. Um, so, you know, I'm wishing him all the best. And I really hope, um, you know, at some point in time that you know, the club will give him a go again. But, uh, yeah, let's just hope... Uh, for tip, whatever he chooses to do, um, it's best for him. So, uh, yeah. All right, well, let's move on and let's start well, just, with number uh, one. Oh, just, sorry, mate. Sorry, just quickly on that. So with the VFLW girls, that's excellent because I think they uh, ran away with another, what, 50-point victory or so, um, yeah. James. Um, but uh, I'll be looking forward to listening to the uh, lunchtime catch-up, boys, because they've actually got George and Gowan, the um, VFLW captain, on their show this week. So, um yeah, well done to the boys for um, yeah for getting Georgia on the show. Um, it's excellent, and as for the VFL guys, uh, I mean you, you feel for them, and uh, certainly uh, yeah when you when you hear Paul Cousins on the um, on the Sash game, um, he's he sounds like he's uh, he, he's probably as frustrated as a as the players. You know, everyone wants a win. Um, yeah, it's probably no fun. Um, you know, getting belted week in, week out. But, uh, yeah, certainly when uh, when you are, a, um, you know, I suppose, a feeder club for the AFL and, you know, we, we take half their list when uh, half hours fall out, uh, it's going to shake things up a bit. So, um, yeah, hopefully they um, they lift throughout the season. Uh, pretty tough going. But, um, yeah, sorry, mate. All right, well, let's get into 
but I'm going to say that um, I hope the club, because like I'm thinking for our younger players, it must be so hard to play in a team that you know, he's getting beaten pretty convincingly. Um, I hope the club values, yeah, you know, a little bit more to be a VFL team. Um, yeah, we are a development club for our, you know, for the um, for the senior side, but. You know, you don't want young players coming in playing for a VFL team that's getting beaten. I still haven't won a game yet, mate. So what confidence can they get, you know, before entering the senior team um, if they're playing in a side like that? You know, where, where do they build their tenaciousness when they're, you know, it'd be easy to get into the woe is me when you're playing against sides that are much better equipped. Mm. So uh, I think... Yeah, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there's been an undertone that the club doesn't value the BFL program, and I, I hope that's wrong. But um, I would hope that they're going to invest heavily or a bit more heavily into it because um, it sounds like there's a lot of work left to do for too few. And, um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that needs to be looked at for the development of our new players because, mm. as I said, you know, they haven't even been able to get to sing the song. And just uh, as we get onto it, um, I did notice, mate, when uh, the seniors won on the weekend. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, mate. Mm. Zach Reed has no idea what the Eston theme song is. Um, yeah. I watched him closely, mm. and <laughs> I swear, mate, his mouth didn't move for a long periods of time during that song. Mm. So, um, yeah, he obviously has had injured a lot last year and you know, this year as well. But, um, yeah, someone needs to get him the book and get him to start rehearsing the words, mate. Hopefully he gets a few more practice goes at it. But uh, he's, he seemed a little bit bereft of uh, knowledge on the on the footy club song. Yeah, that's, that was pretty sad to see because especially, you know, you heard last year, the track was, you know, drumming into the players, the history of the club, the proud standing. And if part of that isn't your, you know, your anthem, um, yeah, singing the song, you know, Especially when it plays uh, each and every time before the game, um, yeah, not not a great look um, for a bloke who's been at the club for a, you know year and a half now. But uh, look, he'll get better, um, and hopefully he gets to sing it many more times throughout his career. I hope so, mate. All right, let's get back to Andy McGrath. Really? So, um, yeah, for mine, I. He had a couple of glimpses of good play, Joe. A couple of times he, um, you know, really used his speed at half back in particular, and um, uh, yeah, was able to deliver the ball fairly well. Actually, he had uh, 318 meters gained for us out of his 16 disposals. Uh, but again, I wasn't overly um, impressed by his game, Joe. I mean, this is a bloke we know as all the I suppose athletic attributes um, going around. Yeah, apart from height and all the rest of it, but, you know, he can, he can jump, you know, he's got that hurdling background. He can, he can run, you know, he's, um, you know, shown his ability to um, not only find, but win his own footy. Um, but yeah, for the 80%, 87% of game time he had on James, uh, he didn't manage a clearance um, and only managed to two tackles um, and wasn't overly impactful for mine. So I, I know I, I kind of see these, a pretty average game from Andy McGrath. Um, 
but perhaps that's biased thinking. You know, he did have five intercept possessions and five score involvement, so that's um, a pretty decent effort. But uh, yeah, when he when he misses those shots at goal, like at important times of the game and uh, things like that, uh, I must say I, I do judge him uh, more harsh than others, just because I suppose we know the uh, high level of talent he does have. Yeah, well, actually, probably uh, not in the same camp, mate. I actually love glimpses of his game. Um, there's a couple of times he really exhilarated out of the areas. That, that's the play I want to see. Um, I'm glad the club's giving him some time down back in the, on that halfback flank. Yep. Even if it means he gets the ball less, he can be more impactful there. Um, and one other great thing I was happy about was that there was no snapping over the shoulder, mate, not looking where the ball was going, um, yep. which is a real trend of his. Yep. Um, yes, we'd like to see him use the ball better at times, but, I mean, um, you know, I, I actually saw it as a step forward for him, uh, even though he got the ball less than maybe in previous weeks. That burst that he had um, st- stood out a little bit, but, you know, he has to improve, obviously. And I think uh, part of our perception, mate, is that, Knowing that he's the number one draft pick, also, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, this is not a bloke that we picked up and uh, were hoping for. We had the pick of every kid in the country, mm. and uh, we chose him. So obviously, with that comes a level of expectation, and yeah. you know, not that he chose that, but when you get named number one, mate, people are going to look at you, and um, yeah, he's got to learn to play with that tag. He's always going to have it. So um, yeah, let's hope that he. Uh, Continues to improve, but I actually thought it was a step forward for him. Yep. Yeah. Sam Draper, mate, I was, as I said, he only had the four disposals. So for me to give him a vote might sound funny, but I thought he just, um, you know, just his enthusiasm and, uh, you know, his efforts were so appreciated by the team. Um, yeah, I love watching him play. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, you wonder how much knowledge he has. <laughs> With some of his decision making, but um, no, nah, fantastic to watch. And you know, I thought he had a pretty good game despite only having four disposals. No, I, I fully agree, Jane. Like, it's, uh, um, yeah, I suppose everyone comments on it uh, at various times, but the stat sheet doesn't tell you the, the story of the game. Uh, because when Max Lynch for Hawthorne uh, went off for that three quarter time break or so, uh, that's when uh, Draper really stood up and uh, started to assert his authority in the game. Um, yeah, he was he was everywhere uh, and just played with, um, yeah, a real sort of force about him. So even though you look on the stat sheet and he had four kicks, um, yeah, that's it. You know, one mark. Um, you have to think of, okay, what else did he get? You know, there, there are times like, so there's 29 hitouts, but it wasn't just, you know, taps here and there. A couple of times you really thumped the ball forward, James, like went into our 50, almost as good as a kick. Um, so he had the five clearances in the end there. So, um, yeah, so anyone who goes, how do you get a clearance when he only had, like, how do you get five clearances when he had four disposals? Um, that's how he did it. Like, he was really authoritative with that. Um, had the four tackles as well. So he's showing his uh, sort of physicality on the game. Um, and James, I've got to say, uh, his uh, disposal efficiency has, has been questioned by many of us. We all know it's an uh, area of development for him. But for his four disposals, Jade, he went at 100%. So you can't ask for more than that. It's the best user in footy, I know. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> maybe not. But um, yeah, Darcy Parrish, right? he, 
like I said, he, he had a good game, uh, no doubt. And it was much better, I thought, with his ratio mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, at least it was split, 16-16. Yeah. Um, you know, the club definitely decided to kick the ball more. Or, well, plus 94 in kicks this time, mate. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas uh, it's been hovering around the 50 mark. So, like, um, that's a real improvement. Darcy, seven tackles, mate. So that uh, shows his defensive work was there as well. So um, I'm embarrassed that I didn't give him a vote now. So if I have my time again, Darcy, <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a vote. But um, yeah, uh, good game by Darcy Parrish. Certainly was, mate. Uh, yeah, obviously gave him gave him votes. So not much more from me. Uh, another great game for me. Yeah. Um, uh, Dev Smith, mate, he, uh, I was you know, gobsmacked when I heard that he was playing. Yep. After, um, you know, the club, I would watch the performance update. I will take him out for two to four weeks, you know, just give him a mini pre-season, um, you know, try and build the structure around his knee and stuff like that. And then I hear he's in the side. I'm thinking, talk about mixed messages. Like, <laughs> what's happening here, you know? Like, why isn't the club being honest with us? Well, we got the explanation that, um, you know, uh, the truck gave him a call and he put his hand up, so he played. And, look, mate, he... Yeah, you he, he can see he's struggling with that knee, but he's bigger and the way that he, um, you know, gets into the, the opposition uh, mm. has a value on itself. And uh, sometimes he can be a bit overzealous and give away stupid free kicks. And uh, obviously the umpires probably don't, don't <laughs> like him, so he doesn't get the 50-50 ones, mate. But um, yep. uh, I'll tell you this, uh, he, he certainly, you know, tried and, you know, put 100% effort into everything he did. Um, mm. Just the one behind and 10 disposals, but, uh, yeah, six tackles. And that's, you know, before he was out of the side, he was laying one tackle or even less sometimes. So um, it's good to see that his number's up high and he seemed really hungry for the footy. He did, mate. Um, uh, yes, he still had... Um... You know, ways with his, uh, I suppose, disposals and his uh, his goal kicking. You know, having that shot from forty five out and it coming up shallow, missing that snap. I mean, it was a pretty tough shot, you have to say. But um, you know, small forwards, you've got to take those opportunities. But it was a niggling, um, and that, like for mine, that that was really demonstrated. It really looked like um, he got inside the Hawthorne players' heads. Like any time. Uh, the ball looked like going near him. They would go straight after him rather than sticking to their structures, you know, playing the ball by its merits and all the rest of it. And you have to say, like, Wally didn't kick a goal himself. He did have a three-goal assist, which is uh, not a bad effort, mate. Um, so, um, yeah, for his, uh, you know, his defensive, um, I suppose, that defensive forward role, I thought he um, definitely played that well for the side. Six score involvements. Um, and three tackles inside 50. I think that's uh, a pretty good a pretty good return for Dev Smith. Uh, who knows whether they'll let him rest now, uh, now that he had to put a bit more work into that knee. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, I don't think he trained during the week um, just to try and rest it up. But um, no, he, he certainly played his role for the side, so I thought he uh, yeah, had a solid game for us. Yeah, I would think wealth would come in for Dev, but um, he certainly performed his role in the night. Um, yeah, Guy Caldwell, mate, I thought it was one of his best games for the club. Um, yeah, he played really well, um, you know, really at the heart of it. And again, mate, he's another one who added those seven tackles. So you can see in the numbers we're talking about, we were uh, 24 tackles in the last quarter alone, mate, and seven from 
Guy Caldwell, um, you know, great effort. 10 kicks, 10 handballs, and five marks. So he's working off the ball as well. Um, yep. And he kicked that goal. Uh, so, yeah, good game from Giles. Uh, probably just needs to work a little bit more on his disposal efficiency. But apart from that, um, yeah, I think he's getting better each week. Absolutely, mate. Uh, stiff not to get in the votes for Jai. Uh, especially, yeah, with that goal, it was important uh, goal for us that time of the, that time of the game. Um, had a goal assist as well. Uh, he just battled hard for everything all game, Jane. Um, so uh, I thought he yeah, played a really good game for us. So, uh, yeah, well done to Caldwell. Zach Merritt, uh, 28 disposals, 13 kicks, 15 handballs, three marks, just the two tackles. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good game from Zach. And, you know, he could have easily got a vote for that performance. Um, kick that goal, mate, that we needed. Yeah. And, um, it was good to see some of our midfielders kick goals, which, uh, you know, we've been kind of lamenting that, that it hadn't been happening. Um, yeah. But with Parrish kicking one and Merritt getting one, um, it's always good to get some goals kicked by his midfielders. Certainly is, mate. Um, yeah, Hobbs getting one, James. He'll be a future midfielder <laughs> for us. Um, so, um, no, I thought he played a really solid game for us. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, that goal, um, yeah, it was super important for us to hit the front. Look, whether it was accidental or not, uh, he was in the right place, right time, and um, yeah, it was good enough to uh, to make it go through. Um, but uh, yes, managed his six clearance as well. Um, used the ball fairly well. I still think he's uh, probably not 100% fitness-wise, but he, he definitely knows how to find the footy, had no problems in that area. Um, and I suppose another part of his game was he does have that attacking mindset. So he had the eight score involvements. Um, as well as four intercept possessions, uh, but 14 contested possessions, Jane, uh, which was uh, really promising to see. So, yeah, uh, as you say, could have easily gotten in, in the votes, um, but uh, just the uh, honourable mention on this occasion, but a very solid game from Zach Merritt. Ben Hobbs, mate, uh, we've been told he's, he's going to be, he was one of the best mid, mids in the country. Mm. Um, he fell into our hands at Pick 13, and uh, you can see why he's a real, you know, that leadership we've been talking about. Uh, 19 disposals, 13 kicks, six handballs, seven marks, four tackles. Kicked his first goal twice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one goal, too, in the end. But, uh, you know, look, he's kicking, you know, certainly needs a lot of work. Mm. Um, and I'm sure he'll do that. He looks like he's pretty diligent. Um but, yeah, no, I, I love the way he goes about his footy. I think he's going to be a long-term player for us. And, yeah, I thought he had a good game. He did, mate. Uh, he's actually one I, I considered um, for a vote. Um, just his, his tenacity and his, um, you know, his willingness to get involved in the contest. You know, there were a couple of times there where, he, you know, he'd get involved in a scrap. Uh, there was one where he actually um, intercepted the ball in a, back line, um, I think it was Max, uh, yeah, Max Lynch for them, going to take the mark, but Hobbs uh, got in his way and I thought, that's an excellent effort from the young bloke, you know, he's not the tallest bloke going around, um, so to uh, you know, to thwart the their big ruckman being able to have a shot at goal was fantastic, and uh, I just thought, um, like this is a young bloke who looks um, yeah, really hungry for it, um, steps up uh, when needed, um, and yeah, he'll have a very bright future for him. So yeah, good game from B Hobbs. 
Uh, Dylan Shield, mate, he's got to say, he looked pretty sore pretty early into the game. You know, I think in the mm. second quarter, already he was off. And, um, you know, we went off a number of times, you know, limping to the bench. So only the 15 disposals, 12 kicks, three air balls, five marks and three tackles. So he did have some defensive acts, which is good for him. Mm. Went at 80% disposal efficiency, which is very good for uh, Dill. Probably... I was critical of that miss that he had, um, you know, that shot of goal. I expect your leaders to go back and kick those goals. Mm. Um, but obviously not not aware of how bad his injury is. But uh, he, he must be racing the clock to be able to play against Sydney. Uh, his leg looked pretty sore at times during that game. Certainly did, mate. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, he doesn't make it to the starting block. Um, on the game because, uh, you know, it did look pretty solid knock on both occasions. Um, but for mine, look, he's a senior player, James, and if you deem yourself fit to go on the park, um, you, you have to play it 100%. Um, and uh, for mine, even though he did have those good defensive efforts late, um, those shots in front of goal, um, yeah, where he missed, so one where he missed everything and the one 25 metres out in front, um where he missed that one. They're, they're sort of unforgivable for one. Um, you know, as a senior player, you know, important moments of the game, you have to kick them. Uh, so, yeah, obviously he knows that better than I. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I do think it wasn't his uh, his best game. Certainly his efforts, 100% there. I've got no dramas with that. Uh, but his skill execution uh, lifts a bit to be desired, whether that's through fitness, whether that's through form, whether it's through, um, you know, just copping those knocks or, um, you know, who knows what it is. But, uh, you know, he has to fix those up. And whether that's, you know, whether he takes time out to get his body to recover and all the rest of it, um, because, you know, if you're missing stuff like that, uh, it, can, it can really hurt us. Did have those um, two goal assists, so I can't just um, pile on the bloke and not mention the good. Um, but certainly, yeah, I I personally expect more from a, from a senior player, um, you know, in big moments like that. No, I think that's a fair comment. Um, Aaron Francis uh, finally got back into the side, um, obviously with those late call-ups and, um, yeah, just the nine disposals, but six kicks, three handballs, five marks and three tackles, kicked two goals. And, yeah, I thought he... Played a pretty serviceable game, mate, and um, certainly helped us bring the ball to ground a number of times before he wouldn't mark some of the balls. Uh, they were coming to the ground and you know, certainly gave some scoring opportunities. Did, mate. I thought he played really solid. I think, um, you know, having not played for a few weeks and you know, barely trained from, um, you know, what I'm sort of making making of it, you know, with protocols and, uh, and all the rest of it. Uh, so... He's, uh, yeah, he's had a fair time out. He was called up to play a role, and I thought he played it really well. Um, I suppose having not played and trained all that consistently over that time, um, his running patterns, uh, was, he, was, he was basically jumping at the ball, which, you know, he and Peter Wright effectively spoiled each other on, on a few occasions, um, you know, whereas, uh, you know, I, I suppose a more galvanised unit who's played with each other for a while, you know, they'll lead to different areas. So they're not, um, I suppose, going for that, that same same footy. But 
you know, I would much rather two blokes go for the go for the footy than no one go for it. Um, and at the end of the day, they were able to work it out. And Franger took a couple of really um, really important marks for us. You know, kick those uh, kick those important goals. Um, so, and I think that the other thing that I really liked about his game, Jamie, is he showed more defensive intent, laid the three tackles, uh, which was really good, um, because that has been an area of the game where he um, has been less um, less inclined uh, to, to go after Jamie. Um, so for a return to uh, to the AFL level like that, I thought it was really solid for us. So well done, Frank. Uh, Tommy Cutler. Um, you know, 21 disposals, 16 kicks, five handballs, eight marks, uh, the zero tackles, which is kind of a trend with Tommy. But, um, yeah, like I said, he used the ball at 95% efficiency, um, playing like on a half-back flank, it looked like. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't mind his game. He didn't really stand out to me, but he played a lot of the time on the ground. I think he played, you know, all but four minutes of the game on the ground. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty serviceable game. Yeah, serviceable. I I don't know. I, I just didn't seem as impactful. I think the you know he didn't he didn't have a tackle to his name, and I think that's one thing you know he's been criticised for before. He he's obviously improved at, but this game, I um, you know when the whips were cracking and uh, Hawthorne were ripping up from end to end, you think this is a bloke who's big enough, has a run to be able to go after this bloke and. Um, yeah, wasn't able to, I suppose, uh, help out there defensively. Um, but, you know, um, perhaps that's, again, I suppose, the benefit of seeing the game, you know, live at the ground. James, you can see the running patterns and everything he's um, he's getting up to. TV screen, I, yeah, I saw, I suppose, little of that. So I wasn't, um, you know, hugely impressed. I wasn't disappointed with his game, but um, I didn't see it as impactful as uh, perhaps it, it was on the day. Um so that's just my assessment from what I saw. But, uh, you know, when you look at the stat sheet, he's racked up 21, 480 metres games. You think that's that's shown, um, you know, he's played, uh, you know, a, a serviceable role from that wing point of view. Jaden Laverty, mate, he gave him best on. Um, and I thought early he kept us in the game. So uh, you can certainly see your rationale. But, uh, you know, 13 disposals, nine kicks, four handballs. Three marks, zero tackles, but um, he was more intercepting, and that's that's what he uh, builds his game on. And uh, yeah, I've you know, thought he really important for us, uh, particularly in lieu of those late outs, because a lot of them were you know like Ridley and Kelly, so he had to take a lot more responsibility. Yep, I've um, yeah, I was obviously uh, I named him best on. I thought he. Uh, Fantastic game, and, and it was more, yeah, that first half, particularly Jame, when uh, everything else seemed to be going to custard for us. He was the one that stood strong, so I thought that should be rewarded. And, um, yeah, I thought he played another really important role for us. Yeah, Archie Perkins, mate, he, um, 15 disposals, nine kicks, six handballs, uh, one mark, six tackles, and this is all from a half forward flank. And like he did get a couple more goes in the uh, midfield, but mm. I'd love to see the club give him bit more time because he just uses the ball brilliantly. Like, uh, I haven't said that. I just looked at his uh, efficiency, only 67%. But, I mean, uh, when he does um, get the footy and he's got some space, he, he's such a good user of the footy. And, um, yeah, I, I really rate him. I think he's going to be 
something special for us uh, eventually. And, um, you know, again, he's able to you know, hit the scoreboard with that beautiful snap, snap at goal. And mm. you know, I thought he played a pretty good game from limited opportunities. Yeah, he's um, he's actually one, you know, that I, I bandied around thinking, oh, I'll probably give him votes. Um, but uh, obviously he didn't get there at the end. Another honourable mention. But the reason for that was just his... Um, yeah, his ability to stay up in a tackle. It was his ability to uh, to use the ball really smartly. He's got a good penetration on his kick, Jane. A couple of times he sort of kicked over defenders and um, straightened the breadbasket of our um, uh, of our guys up forward. I, I thought he um, played a really solid game for us. Um, you know, to to kick the goal, have a goal assist, um, you know, have a clearance. Uh, but those six tackles, as you say, Jane, like that shows real intent. Um, and uh, yeah, he certainly wasn't stuffing around with them. Um, so yeah, great game from Archie Perkins, and uh, yeah, just loving what he's uh, delivering out of the park. Return to form from Nick, Nick Hind, mate. He, uh, Twenty-three disposals, eighteen kicks, five handballs, four marks, two tackles, and you know his run was just so important. He just mm. cut through Hawthorne and um, you know, seventy-eight percent disposal efficiency. Uh, you know. I just love the way he played his game. And, um, you know, that's the kind of mind-breaking that we need from him. Um, mm. And, you know, I just thought it was really top game from the time. was, mate. Uh, as you say, like, he, his run was um, just exceptional. Like, when he when he backed himself and cut through the lines there, um, yeah, he really tore him a new one. And, um, yeah, to have 550 metres gained, uh, as a halfback flank, um, that's that's you know obviously meters out of their um, out of their forward line, um, and to end up with uh, yeah six score involvements himself as a backman, pretty good effort. But I, I also like that he had um, five contested possessions. Jamie, he, uh, his uh, his ability to win his own footy um, was uh, was really good, and I think. Um, that's probably an area of his game he had been questioned on. Like it's, uh, I suppose, uh, easier to get the handball release and then run. Uh, but when you've got to run, win your own footy uh, and then make a break for it, um, yeah, that like he just showed, I suppose, a, a level of class that we um, haven't seen from him this year, to be honest. Like there's been little glimpses, but um, yeah, uh, this weekend's game was certainly a bit more of a prolonged effort. And um, yeah, he showed what his value can be uh, to the side. So, no, good game from Nick Hyde. Peter Wright, mate, we've both given votes and he had a great game kicking six goals. So there's probably not much more to add, is there? No, good game from um, Peter Wright, you know, third in the Coleman. So you've got to be happy with that return. And Dyson Hipple, um, a good game. I'm glad you gave him votes, mate, because he's another one that I considered, um, you know, 25 disposals, 14 kicks, 11 handballs, 12 marks, just a one tackle. That's not a strength of his game. And so he can't, you know, obviously he's not as quick as most and struggles with that at the moment. But he used the ball really well, mate. 92% yeah. didn't, you know, he played within his limitations. And, um, yeah, I thought it was a really good captain's game. And, um, look, the only thing I'd say is, like, his messaging about, you know, jam it, yeah, you know, for, People are knocking us for smiling. I totally get, you know, because Fox uh, put up a tweet, mate. They had him smiling at 
at training for God's sake. And yeah, you know, like that's just ridiculous. Of course, you're going to smile at times during the, your workplace. I guess us fans, what we were commenting on was we, we're really gutted after a loss. You know, we 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 go there. That's our you know uh, opportunity to go to watch the, the games each week. So that was the way the frustration was coming with would be down in the dumps and watch players smiling at the games after immediately afterwards. Now they've got relationships with players and so forth. So I get that part of it. So I just hope Dyson wasn't um, kind of referring to us fans because no, you know, my, my read, Jane, was that he was talking about the, those Fox footy articles because it wasn't only the training one. There was also a photo of, um, you know, Dylan Shield with his dog, you know, oh, smiling with his dog. Yeah, on that's just ridiculous. Like, like, come on. <laughs> as, as if, yeah. <laughs> when, you're not, when your team's not playing well, your only solace in life sometimes is your you know, family pet, your dog, you know, whatever it is. They'll, they'll still love you at the end of the day. Um, yeah. If you can't smile with your dog, uh, you don't have a heart. So, um now, uh, so that side of it's bollocks, but um, yeah, for the Hep's comments, I'm pretty sure he's directing that at the Fox Footy Department in particular. Okay, that's all right. Because I was going to say, I, I hope he's not a listener of <laughs> telling us to jam. <laughs> yeah. Nate, Nick, and Jamie can get started. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that one. Uh, Nick Bryan made a, you know, it was good to see him get his second game. Um, he had a shot at goal. Uh, yeah, I thought he was quite serviceable and. I think he needs more opportunity, uh, but we've got Andrew Phillips coming back too. So it'll be interesting to see which way the club goes, whether they're going to invest time into Nick or, you know, go back to the tried and true Andrew Phillips as backup. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't think he hurt his uh, chances of getting a bit more games um, from his efforts on, on Saturday night. No, he didn't, mate. I thought he... Um... I thought he played quite well, like uh, battled uh, yeah, quite well in the ruck, had the 11 hitouts there, which is good. Um, but more importantly, like he um, took a couple of marks there, which were like pretty big. Like there was that contested mark uh, that I talked about near the end of the game there, uh, which was really telling. But his ability to use the footy as a, as a ruckman, um, you know, I sort of see it as a bit of a weapon, Um yeah, there was that kick in particular to, to Hobbs, um, about 40 metres out. Just really nice, um, nicely weighted kick. Um, so I think, you know, he's, he's quite athletic, uh, pretty versatile. Yes, um, he still needs to put a bit of muscle on and all the rest of it and learn more of his craft. But um, I think he's showing some really good signs and um, certainly, uh, as you say, didn't do his uh, chances any harm of getting more game time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kane Baldwin got the reprieve, mate, after being originally dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, just had the two shots of goal. I thought one we talked about that he should have kicked it right on the quarter time. Siren, and obviously the second one was a beautiful kick in the last, which kind of propelled us towards that big last quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he got a little bit more of the footy. Like he's up at eight disposals, uh, six kicks, two handballs four marks, three tackles. So I, I think he's starting to get more comfortable. Like he's a big lad. Uh, mm. So I think he's a one, if we identify him as our second option, you know, we need to balance getting him more exposure at the level. But, um, yeah, I, I thought, you know, it was obviously, in my mind, his best game in terms of finding the footy as well. Like, you know, He's had games where he's getting one or two disposals, so 
is working up and as they're laying those three tackles is uh, good to see as well. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, yeah, he's got real promise, Kane Baldwin. If he keeps working at it, which um, by all reports is absolutely what he does, um, yeah, keeps grinding away, he'll get more confidence. Uh, you know, I suppose we have to remember you know, he's 19 years old, the bloke. As, as big as he is, he's 19 years old, um, still got a lot of growing to do. Um, and not only, you know, physically, but obviously mental side of the game as well. So, um, and I think a bit of that's obviously uh, getting that confidence in his knees again, after having the two two Ricos. Um, but uh, look, he's he keeps presenting, which I really like. It's easy to, you know, if you miss a chance like that in the first quarter, it'd be easy to drop your head and you almost want to sort of dig yourself a pit and climb into it. Um, at quarter time, uh, but he kept presenting. Um, so, uh, yeah, I really like um, his, that side of his game. And, uh, yeah, I've got no doubt he'll, he'll be a player in, in years to come. Uh, Mason Redman uh, said, I like his game, mate. I gave him three votes and um, loved the way he's running and attacking the footy. Just a one tackle, but um, as I said, he's got a lot of penetration in that kick. As we saw with that goal, it was overturned, but it wasn't the first time during the game. Like a lot of times, he kicked over the over the lines to get into a forward entry. So uh, yeah, really good game for Mason. Was mate, um, yeah. As we sort of said, that unfortunately he didn't get that goal uh, paid. Um, so I'm sure he'll uh, you know hit up Peter Wright for a, a repayment at some stage. But um, no, he, again, he's playing with that dash and confidence that we know he's capable of, um, which is great to see. So um, yeah, good game for Mason Ribbon. Alistair Lord debuted, mate. Unfortunately, he's our second Essendon player to debut this year and not get on the ground. Um, so, obviously, the club had to play a name of debutant um, in this position because the other two emergencies were actually uh, Tommy Hearn and uh, Gareth McDonough. And, mate, how would you feel if you're McDonough, you're drafted finally, you know, 25, 26 years of age? Yeah, Essendon have all these laid outs and you still can't get a call up. Um, yeah, like a strange one. That I would have thought he would have been the more ideal uh, sub, like in terms of, you know, having a body ready to play and yeah. in case he got called upon. But uh, obviously the club knows better. But, yeah, it's a swearing signs if you're Gareth McDonald, I would think. Well, especially when, you know, those players, you know, Jake Kelly, um and Jordan Ridley, like they're halfbacks, and you know what's the role that he was effectively drafted to—a a sort of halfback role. Um, his strength was supposed to be that that beautiful kick of his, um, and we've heard some reports of you know he's done that on occasion in the VFL. Um, but yeah, as you say, James, um, you know, Dodoro said after drafting him, you know, we don't draft a 25, 26 year old to play VFL. Um, but when an opportunity comes like that, we we overlook him. So um, you sort of have to wonder where the club's at, uh, where Garrett McDonough's at um, with those sorts of decisions. Um, so and yeah, as I said, you know, earlier in the in the pod, I'm I'm not a massive fan of um, you know naming a, a bloke you know for his first game, getting him to call his mum and say you know oh god I'm I got picked in the side. And he doesn't actually make it out of the park. Now, Alistair Lord, to his credit, um, you know, looks to be smiling enthusiastically the whole time on the bench. Like he didn't, uh, he didn't say "woe is me" or anything like that. 
Um, but I just, I, I don't think that's the, um, the look you'd want. Yeah, your first game is one where you just looked on from the sidelines. Um, I know it just doesn't sit right with me, Jane. Yeah. Well, it was reports uh, early, mate, that Tom Hurd was one that was uh, running through as well. I thought, knowing that James was, I think, on GWS uh, up in Canberra, um, I think they were at Canberra, weren't they? Yeah, um, yeah I was thinking, yeah, that's not going to be a good look. Um, not that the club makes decisions on that, but I mean, like, with his dad over there and suddenly it's his first game and James can't be there, I thought that was going to be a bit... <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a, a patchy one, but um, anyway, they they avoided that anyway. But uh, yeah, well done to Alistair. He, he can officially say he's played without playing one game for the club at the moment, so I'm sure he'll add to that. Um, Brendan Zirk, that's your mate. He, he does struggle, mate, and as you say, he looked like he badly hurt his knee in the first uh, first you know, couple of minutes of the game. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he does look a little bit slow for the our level, if you know what I mean. Like at, yep. at senior level, he, his efforts hundred percent. But um, yeah, I would be surprised if he uh, plays next week in light of you know, probably Ridley and Kelly coming back in. Yeah, I guess um, yeah, you, you sort of weigh it up against yeah you know, who he might match up against, and certainly he wouldn't have the uh, he wouldn't have the speed to you know to even go with a buddy or anything like that. Um, yeah, they don't have any real monster forward Sydney. Um, so probably not a matchup for him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you can never question Zerk Thatcher's effort. Um, but, uh, yeah, certainly didn't have uh, yeah, a massive impact on the game. Zach Reid, mate, he, um, a couple of times he, you know, lost the drop of the ball and um, missed red plays, but I implore the club to keep playing him. Uh, he's going to be a gun player for us. Mm. Um, he did a couple of things nicely. Uh, you know, had a bit of a stat filler sheet, right? If you look at his uh, stats, it was like just nine disposals, but the four kicks, five hairballs, four marks, three tackles. You know, like did a bit of everything there in nine disposals. Yep. Um, and I think he's just going to be absolute jet for us. So uh, mm. he's got a beautiful kick. Uh, the players are confident to go to him, um, yeah. and I just think that we've just got to keep giving more senior footy because watching that VFL level, mate, um, I can only imagine he's going to be demoralised down there. Oh, uh, I'd rather him, you know, play with the seniors. He's going to be a long-term player for us. So I'd be he'd be one player that I would be in the club just to keep getting games into. Yep, I'd be all for that, James. Um, you know, he just shows a bit of smarts when he's got the footy. He doesn't seem to be, um, you know, overly rushed or uh, he doesn't panic kick or anything like that. Yes, he can be caught with a ball at times, but you'll wear that while he's um, you know, getting up to speed with AFL level footy um, because what he does show is um, his ability to read the play. Like he had a couple of intercept possessions, a couple of... T- Contested possessions, even Jane, um, and even to his credit, had a score involvement. So that's a uh, not a bad effort from a bloke who's going to develop as that sort of key defender, uh, sort of size. Um, but the one thing I really liked about him was he he wasn't afraid to throw his body around and had uh, the three tackles, which was um, yeah a great effort. You know, particularly when uh, you know Hawthorne were continually peppering 
into their forward 50 at times. Um, you know, while he might have been outclassed in, in terms of, you know, strength, experience, and that kind of stuff, uh, certainly he, he never dropped his head and kept at it all game. So, uh, no, good game from Zachary. And another one who got the recall, mate, was Braden Ham. And, yeah, I dare say he might have struggled to hold his spot uh, going into a very tough Sydney side that, you know, likes physical pressure. But just the nine disposals, five kicks, four handballs, four marks, zero tackles. Um, yeah, Braden, he certainly can run. That's definitely his strength. But, you know, finding the footy is pretty hard for him at the moment. And with no physical presence, uh, you know, it's tough for him at senior level. And, you know, unfortunately, mate, I just don't think we've got the luxury of, you know, being patient with him. I think mm-hmm. he really has to earn his games and, um, you know, he's not not providing us uh, enough to persevere within the senior side. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah, you, I'm sure you'd agree with me. Agreed, mate. Yeah. Um, again, I, I always feel bad, mate, because I would hate for any his family members or anyone to, to hear this, but like, I, I think it's balanced on what we're seeing. So uh, certainly not a personal thing because we don't know the guy, but, I mean, um, yeah, it's just you know, where our club's at, we don't have the luxury of, you know, just being patient. We need, we need, uh, you know, people who are ready to play and, and wanting to, uh, you know, take body contact if required and so forth. So, um, yep. yeah, we'll move on to Nick Martin, mate. Uh, I'll give him second best. I loved his game. 20, 22 disposals, 15 kicks, seven handballs, nine marks and one uh, tackle. Uh, but, yeah, I thought he had a really good game, really stood out and, yeah, he used the ball pretty well. He did, mate. Yeah, also gave him second best on. Um, just a really smart player, James. Uh, an absolute gem we've picked up. So, um, nah, great game for Nick Martin. Yeah, well, we finally got there, mate, I think. Um, That's right through. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, it's nice to get a win. We're back to where we were last year, mate, two and eight. Oh, two and six, sorry, um, <laughs> after eight rounds. Um I've read out our next seven, mate, and I can't, you know, there's not one game there I'd pencil as a win. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, our next seven games of footy uh, is going to be, you know, a real test of, you know, where we're going to be. Um, you know, obviously we can't afford to be 2 and 13. So I would like to think we're going to be uh, able to discuss some surprise victories in there and, you know, maybe even get a little bit of a roll on if I'm you know, being too optimistic. But um, at this stage, mate, I think you know, we've just got to focus on Sydney. Um, they lost to Gold Coast on the weekend, um, surprisingly at home. So mm-hmm. they're certainly not going to lower their guard. They'll be up and about. So there'll be no surprising assault on Sydney. They'll be ready. So... Yeah, they certainly will, mate. Um, you know, and I'll be at the game. Um, yes, good to hear. Which is uh, which will be uh, exciting. So um, yeah, I'm sure the uh, yeah Bummer faithful will rock along to the game there um, where where we can. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the boys showing that sort of four quarter effort. Uh, it will be a tough uh, tough assignment, but. Um, Look, all we can do is, is show up and uh, uh, hopefully 
play with that level of intensity we um, you know, took in from that last quarter of the weekend's game. And uh, if we bring that, it'll um, yeah, at least keep us in the contest more often than not. And uh, hopefully we can go away for the win because it hasn't been a happy hunting ground for us, Jane. Um, but, oh, geez, I'd, I'd love to get a win over this mob. Yeah, well, so, so would I. Um, yeah, so looking forward to your report next week, mate, because usually I'm the one at the games. This time it's your turn to say what you saw uh, on the day. But um, no worries, hot chip report coming in. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. All right, well, um, until next week, go Bombers. Go Dons. <laughs>